mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. This is the Bill Squire Show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Bill Squire Show. I am your host, Bill Squire, and... I am very excited about this episode, although I'm going to be honest, I had some hiccups this week. There's some things that uh, didn't go my way uh, when it comes to the show and also just things in my daily life. Do you, guys remember, uh, do you guys remember the movie Office Space where there's Michael Bolton and he's the reason that their scheme to filter out that money doesn't go right because he puts the decimal point in the wrong place because he's not careful enough? Well, that's how I feel today. I feel like, yes, I'm smart and I know how to do some things. Smart-ish. I don't think I'm like smart, smart, but like I'm not dumb. I'm, I'm dumb-ish. Smart-ish, dumb-ish, whatever it is. I know how to do things. I know how to do things. I know how to do them right. But my attention to detail isn't always spot on. And I just get going and I'm doing so many things that I make a lot of mistakes and there's no one to blame but me. Uh, there's a segment coming up where I forgot to plug in the fucking audio. So it just goes through the audio on the iPad. Still sounds okay. It's a really fun segment, so I'm still going to post it. Uh, just want you to know that that's why that one sounds weird. And then also, just then another thing, I was supposed to ship something and I printed the wrong shipping label. And now that's a whole thing that's giving me a ton of anxiety and just makes me feel like such a fucking dumbass because it's just check just be more careful double check measure twice cut once it's the same with everything check things double check we give pound cake a hard time about this shit all the time and here i am doing really dumb shit because i'm not taking the time to just double check real quick anyway we have a great episode this week though i there is a lot of great content in this episode so first let's kick things off with an interview with my buddy gabe kia uh, Gabe Kia was actually there for the Dave Chappelle shows that he was doing in Southern Ohio this weekend. Gabe got to open for him, and so we're going to talk about that and what that experience was like. Uh, check it out right now on The Week in Cox. Nope. God damn it, Bill. Check it out right now on The Bill Squire. The Bill Squire Show. I need a vacation. I'm going on vacation in like two weeks, so that's good fucking things up left and right since I started this like this uh I'm so mad I did a, a segment on Friday night in studio the simplest way you can do it I built this little studio in my apartment my in my condo and uh I uh forgot to plug in the goddamn soundboard so it's just going through the iPad audio instead of the actual soundboard that I you know paid all this money to have. set up yeah. yeah it's just like the simplest thing and then you like have that moment where you're like Oh, maybe everything that has gone wrong with me is my fault. Maybe I should be a little more attention to attended to, to detail. But yeah, what that's what happens when you do all the jobs. Like yeah, you're exactly. like, who do I blame? Me? Right? Yeah, me. Yeah. So I gave myself a, a real dress dressing down. Just really disappointed in myself. Not even mad, just disappointed. Oh man, I've been 
I've been there. I mean, this week's been a lot of roller coaster of emotions. Yeah, yeah. So um, let's set the table for everybody. Gabe and I have known each other for uh, ten or so years, I would say. Yeah. And uh, you, you're a stand-up comedian. You uh, started in St. Louis, and now you live in Cincinnati. You tour all over the place, and uh, you had an opportunity to uh, open for Dave Chappelle. And how yeah. did that come to be? Well, that happened. Well, let's well, let's back up and say about Bill and how I know Bill. We did, I think, Mansfield, Ohio. We did a gig together, and you gave me a tag for my closer at the time, which was like, this haunted house bit. Uh-huh. And I still use that tag to this day. So I always remember whenever I have a com- whenever I work with a comic that like gave me a good line or whatever, I always it, it just fresh in my mind. And then and no, then like no, it go bananas. No, no comedian has ever. Hold on one sec. No, no comedian's ever been able to give me uh, a tag that worked because uh, I'm just that. <laughs> 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 I, I, I have dozens and dozens of them. Yeah. The opposite is like people come up to me after a show and they'll be like, DIY DUI. That's awesome. And I'm yeah. like, John Shrek is his name that came up with that one. Like, it's <laughs> like all my stuff is tags from other people. <laughs> like, uh, this is me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just a stolen. No, uh, I'm no, just no. a premise factory. A premise factory that walks around, but I'm nice. I hold doors open for people. There really Canadian. Go. Yeah. Uh, and then, okay, go bananas. Years later, you were opening for Nick Thune. And I think you were doing like closing out the Sunday show. And yeah. Nick, Nick needed a ride to the airport. I was Nick's ride to the airport. Mm-hmm. He saw me like playing poker and partying with everybody. He's like, you sure you're going to make it? And I'm like, I got this, Nick. And I got drunk, slept in, didn't pick up Nick. And you saved the day, went and took him to the airport. And I'll always remember that too because – and I'll always remember it with Nick. I'll always like whatever I see him, I'm like, hey, sorry about that time. I didn't. And he's like, I still remember. I still That's- remember when you messed up. Uh And Nick is on that new show on HBO Max with Anna Kendrick. So uh, good for for Nick. Yeah. Oh no, he's doing great. Nick's always yeah. Nick's always been he's a great comic. Like, you know, people, yeah, he's one of those people that is well known in the comedy community, but he's not like a household name yet. But he's he's knocking yeah. on that door, I think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So the Dave opportunity was um, this happened in started in November. I was opening. Uh, I, I had a really good week that week too in November. I got to open for Burt Kreischer at the Taft Theater. Um, that was set up through the manager of the Liberty Funny Bone. He. Basically gave him a list of six people. Here's mm-hmm. some guys that you could use, or guys and girls. I don't know who was yeah. on the list, but they chose me out of the list. So that made me feel like really good. Oh, they chose me. Good. Yeah, that's awesome. And yeah, and so I got that. And then while I'm hanging out with Bert Kreischer that night, the manager's like, "Hey, I got another good one. Uh, you want to open for Russell Peters this week? Uh, the Liberty Funny Bone." And I'm Canadian. Both my parents are from Canada. I so whenever I go back to Canada and tell people mm-hmm. I do comedy, they're like, "Do you know Russell Peters? He's the biggest thing up there." Yeah, he's like he's one of the biggest worldwide. Like he's known in America, but he worldwide he might be like the top three comedians working. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, and he 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 rake he rakes he makes more he makes more money than Dave Chappelle, and that's when uh, yeah. Dave said that he's like, "This guy always makes more money than me," mm-hmm. <laughs> like. But uh, his audience, too, is like heavy Indian audience, which is very interesting, uh, something I'd never experienced before. But it was a good show, and I had good shows. Hanging out with him in the green room, he was telling a story about being at Eddie Murphy's house and saying Chris Rock was there and and Kevin Hart's there. And then Chappelle comes down the stairs. He's like, Russell Peters. And he's like, oh. He's like, he felt more comfortable because him and Chappelle were good friends. He's like, me and Chappelle are good friends. We did Montreal together, New Faces, Mm -hmm. back in the day. So... 
We've known each other. Yeah. And then I said, like, little opportunity in my head was like, well, you know, he lives like 45 minutes from here. And he's like, no way. I'm going to text him right now. So he's texting Dave Chappelle as I said that. And I'm like, ooh, we could maybe go hang out with Dave Chappelle. But turns out they went that night. It was a Friday night. And then the opener, the the host that went with Russell and his assistant up to mm-hmm. Yellow Springs and hung out with Dave. And I didn't find out until I got back to the club on Saturday. They're like, we all hung out with Dave last night. And I was like, I went home. Oh, my gosh. That's it. That it's the David Talbot, man. Shouldn't have gone home, man. That's exactly <laughs> Shouldn't have gone home. Shouldn't have gone yeah. Home. And I later, all the totally, crazy stuff happens. Totally blame my wife. I was like, Abby, it's your fault. You wanted me to be responsible. <laughs> I have so many moments like that where I went home instead of hung out. Because whenever I would do stuff oh, yeah. in Cleveland, it would be something like, like, I wasn't home a lot. So I'd be on the road. And then, like, I'd come home and do a show. Like, I had a show with Trevor Noah for, like, 35 people when he first come over to America. And I watched some of his that, and then I kind of bounced because I was like, this guy's real funny, but I haven't been home in eight days, and I want to go home and see my family. And yeah. so, so I kind of peeled out of there. But he, like, gave me, like, he said some kind words about my set, and, like, it was cool. But it, I should have hung out and maybe networked a little bit. I'm bad at that part. Uh, also, I've worked with Kreischer and uh, – Russell Peters and like, yeah, don't have any like cool. We went and hung out with Dave Chappelle stories. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and but I'm reliable and, for a, a ride. I'll, I'll give you a ride. <laughs> I'll give you a ride. I was thinking about that too, about the rides about, because my car, I've got a car. It's a Toyota Corolla 2007 mm-hmm. and the mileage stopped at 300,000 miles. So it's like the miles are question mark right now. I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what it's got on it, but I was thinking of all the people that, because I used to pick up, from work too. so i've i've had so many comics in that in that car like tell mm-hmm. me stories give me advice i've had stan hope i've had tony woods uh camu bell like all these na- and i was just thinking tj miller all these names yeah. of people that have been in that passenger seat and uh anyway so back to sunday so they're like so i missed the friday night hangout and then they're like we're going back sunday do you want to come and i'm like yes 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 mm-hmm. i text abby i'm like hey heads up I'm not coming home Sunday night. Uh, I'm staying out late. I don't know how late, but might get to go hang out with Dave Chappelle. And it was still right. all up in the air. And uh, we went up to his place how Sunday long night. Ago was this, by the way, this was November. Uh, yeah, this was November of last year. So no- of 2019. Of 2019. So just so, so just pretty recent. Pretty recent. Yeah. yeah. So November and uh, so we go up that night, and he's got Dave's got like a little little party shack that he he bought like this old abandoned garage that mm-hmm. looks like it's a like abandoned building from the outside then you go inside and you're like oh a millionaire owns this <laughs> and it's like totally <laughs> pimped out like the, the bathroom is one of the best bathrooms i've ever been in um there's a dj booth there's a bar he only only has hard alcohol no mixers like that's like, oh, wow. yeah it's really intense mm-hmm. the, but I was also driving. I was the driver that night. I drove up Russell. So there's another person in my car right there. Toyota mm-hmm. Corolla, Russell Peters. And he was telling me about a car that he had when he first started and how many miles, that sort of yeah. trading stories like that. He's a, he's a really cool guy. Russell no, was really I, yeah, cool. He's, he's a great guy. Oh, oh yeah. Also, um, end of the week, he bonused me and the MC $500 on top of our pay cash right there. So... I'm floating on like, I got some money now and I'm yeah. going to party with Dave. Yeah. 
And also key to this story is I stamp my $20 bills um, with Harriet Tubman's face. And usually when I sell merch, my t-shirts are 20 bucks and I get a lot of 20s from that. And when I, I just take them all home and Russell was letting me sell that week, which like apparently doesn't usually like always mm -hmm. have let the opener sell, but he was really cool to me. Let me sell. I made a ton of money off of T-shirts. I bonus five hundred bucks. Yeah. Literally, when I was leaving the Funny Bone that Sunday night, going to hang with Chappelle, I gave the sound guy twenty bucks. I was tipping like the the staff a bunch, just like I was. I was like, gotta spread this around. Yeah, I'm absolutely. Gonna be, yeah, because I'm I'm gonna work at the Funny Bone again. I mean, Russell's not gonna be around, but uh, mm -hmm. I'm gonna be back. You know, that's what I'm thinking. So I have I probably have like a hundred dollar like five five Tubmans stamped out of all the money that I have and I gave a few away, and then I'm I'm going up we go up and hang out with Dave and it's like we get up there, it's just kind of us in the room me and Childress who was the MC Glenn's mm -hmm. wife was there uh, this guy Eddie who is uh, Russell's assistant and we're all just kind of sitting at the bar. And I'm like, okay, this is, and then Dave, Dave and Dave's buddy, uh, Paul was there and he's serving us some drinks and I'm like, just like, okay, be cool. Stay cool. We're the only ones here. Don't make a, don't make a scene. Don't do anything. And we're just chilling out a little bit. And then, and then, uh, Paul, I went to give him a 20 for the drinks and it had a Tubman on mm -hmm. it. And he goes, oh no, no, man, you guys don't need to pay. You don't need to tip none of that stuff. And I go, no, this is. And I showed him, I was like, I just want to give you one of these Harriet Tubman's. They're pretty cool. And he looked at it and he goes, whoa. And he goes, Dave, come over here. Brings Dave over. Dave looks at this Harriet Tubman $20 bill and goes, who did this? And I like sheepishly like raised my <laughs> hand like right here, sir. And uh, he, he slams it down on the bar right away. Comes, he says, get over here. Pulls out a Sharpie and he says, sign that shit for me, man. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm in awe. I'm like, wait, what, what did I just meet Dave Chappelle? He's what the fuck kind of reality is this? You know, that's incredible, incredible story. And in the moment I like, I was like, I gotta see, I gotta, I gotta, I've got another mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know it's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home Internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash Internet for details. Leftovers. Or Ch -ch 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 the DMV. Number 97. Or Ch -ch 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 house cleaning. Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One in my pocket. Can you sign one for me too? I'm like thinking of like, I would never ask for Dave Chappelle's autograph or ask for a picture or any of that stuff. But then I was like, this is a moment where maybe I can. And I did, and he turned it over. He signed one for me. And then Glenn was like, can I get one of those? For the MC was like, got Dave to sign one for him too. Mm -hmm. And uh, he also has a guest book with like all the famous people that have come and partied in his shack. And Russell had already signed it and put it away. And I was like, we're all like, yeah, that's normal. You know, we're not, 
We're just mm-hmm. the openers. We're not going to get in the guest book. Then he brings the guest book back out and he's like, and you guys sign this guest book too. So then the guest book. Dude, Dave is the coolest, the coolest guy that I've ever met. He's so like, he makes you just feel so comfortable, like just mm-hmm. to be around it. And, the, and, uh, and then, okay. So then that happened. And then there's kind of like a lull. And I was like, I'm like, okay, you, you made an impression. You don't need to do anything else. Mm-hmm. But then he comes and grabs me and he's like, come here. And he goes outside with me smoking cigarettes. Mm-hmm. And he's got this little uh, dome building next door to the shack and uh, starts asking me about how long I've been doing stand up, where I'm from, what my plan is. He's having a one on one conversation with Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle, and he's giving me advice. He's telling me what I need to do in stand up. And the main thing he says is, you got to move to LA, man. You just got to do it. I know you got a wife and you got a kid, but you got to mm-hmm. move to LA. That's where you, you got to do it at some time. And then you can come back here to Ohio like I did, mm-hmm. but you got to get out there. And then the rest of the night, it just becomes like a sketch from the Chappelle show where he's popping out of nowhere, like, move to LA, motherfucker. Like, it's just like, <laughs> uh, I'm in the bathroom, like, go in the bathroom. All of a sudden, he like lowers himself down. He's like, move to LA, move to LA. <laughs> I'm like, dude, Dave Chappelle is like, is like basically he's like, you like, moving to LA. He's, yeah, he's, ta- he's taunting me, harassing me into moving to LA. And, uh, and then the night the night ends. I got some people's numbers, like, but I, I never got Dave's number and I wasn't gonna ask. And I got like mm-hmm. there are a couple people there that work for like Yellow Springs Brewery that I like hooked up with them. Another guy we like connected on Instagram and we've we've like shot messages back and forth, but but also this uh his buddy Paul got like got my number. And then I'm telling this story to people and they're like, everybody's everybody's telling me they're like, you gotta reconnect, man. You gotta t- you got to capitalize on these opportunities and like mm-hmm. you email him back. And I was like, no, you know what I did? I gave him that $20 bill. It's got my name on the back of it. He knows who I am. He can find me if he needs to. And I'm just going to play it cool. And I totally played it cool. I didn't try and force it and like go back up there and like be like hanging outside that shack. Like, mm-hmm. Hey guys, <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> I had to save my GPS and <laughs> show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, so that was that's how that's how it all happened was that that night in November 2019. And then this last Saturday, I'm um, we're still in lockdown. I'm going to work. I've been working back at the restaurant and uh, I was going into work and working at a restaurant right now is kind of the worst because it's all the people that, that don't think, think it's real, think it's a hoax that are going out with no mm-hmm. masks and you they're not tipping great some people tip really well and then some t- people don't even tip 15 percent because they're like yeah. I'm, I'm poor but i want to act like i'm rich by going out right i went to work 4 p.m and i got a text from that paul guy that we exchanged information he's like hey yo it's paul from dave shack you remember me and i'm like uh yeah remember you what's up <laughs> just send him a little what's up question mark then all of a sudden my phone's ringing with his name and i pick it up. I'm like, Hey, Hey, what's going on? And he's like, how are you doing, man? How's it been going? How's your quarantine been? Have you done any shows? Have you done comedy? I go, no, man. Did you hear comedy got canceled? It's done. <laughs> and, uh, he, and then he goes, just cuts right to it. He's like, do you want to do a show tonight with Dave up in yellow Springs? And I'm like, 
dressed in my waiter uniform on my way to work. And I say, yeah, hold on. I just got to go quit my job real quick. And uh, then I'll be, yes. Get things at work. I didn't have to quit my job. I just told my boss, Dave Chappelle wants me to do a show tonight. And he was, he literally said, we put food in people's faces. Get out of here. Go do that. <laughs> Good and, for him. Good for him uh -oh. for not being a dick about it. Oh, he wasn't a dick at all. He's super cool. And he's, he's honestly, I mean, that's why I love my job there is because they've always had a, we've had a great relationship. I've been mm -hmm. there for 10 years. Yeah. So it's, it's crazy, but they've, but I've also been, I've been, I'm, I'm pretty much part. I, yeah. I'm not there all the time, but they give me, they give me stuff off like that, which was, which was key. And then, so then I go home and I send him a message back and he's like, okay, uh, Dave's manager is going to get in touch with you. Look out for his number. And uh, so I'm sitting there looking at my phone for the next hour, cleaning my whole house because I'm just so like anxious and you like have have, nothing, you don't know what to do with yourself. Like, what do I do? I'm like, just do stuff that would make Abby happy. Oh yeah, <laughs> and before and before I uh, I also called Abby because she wasn't home, and I said I told her I was like, can I? I got the show before I agreed to do it. I said, can I go up to yell? And she's like, of course. What are you even asking me for? And I was like, I'm being polite. I'm trying well, to let yeah, you know. You. I care about you, and I you matter but i was gonna do it anyway <laughs> of course yeah but but it's nice to let her know get mm -hmm. those points yeah and then i'm cleaning the house and i'm thinking oh she'll be happy about the house being clean that's good and then uh so then i get a message and he's just like yeah you're gonna do uh you're gonna do 15 minutes to open the show and uh then michelle wolf is gonna do 30 minutes and i was like michelle wolf i didn't even know michelle wolf was there what yeah michelle, and, uh, and she's fucking hilarious she is she's an a-list she's amazing i've never yeah, met her yeah. also yeah and she's featuring and i'm i'm doing the mc spot and i was like yes that's awesome and uh i drive up there i got there probably like an hour before everybody else because i was so like anxious to get up there and mm -hmm. and then um and then i'm thinking on my drive up i'm like man i haven't done stand-up in three <laughs> months and now i'm going to do like this mo the most in my life how is this gonna work? gonna suck and uh and how's it gonna work what's what's the situation and then i texted the the pavilion where it was mm -hmm. to a couple friends just to let them know and i was like i thought it was gonna be it the way it said he said he's doing a pop-up show at a pavilion so mm -hmm. i thought it was just gonna be like open to the public and yeah and you could just drive up there and then when i get up there it's like on a farm that has a pavilion on it that like usually does weddings or something at this pavilion and it's like super tight security they just laid down the gravel you could tell fresh gravel for this parking lot and yeah. uh it just yeah it was literally a pop-up show which uh which and then I, like they i come in and i'm like everybody's phone's getting locked up and then i'm like i'm one of the i'm one of the performers so i'm like i didn't have to lock my phone up i was like oh that's special look at that right there and uh and this guy from I think I think he works for Live Nation. Maybe was was the guy that took me back to the green room, and he was asking me all these questions about. So how did this happen? And I was like Harriet Tubman. I'm like, just, <laughs> she's I'm still like, ass. Yeah, Dave also. Oh, and when Dave was saying moved to L.A., I told Dave I was like, Dave, you've never even seen. And he he said, No, man, you got something. If you're doing that Harriet Tubman stuff. He got some. He's like, I got a little initiative, and I or he's like, I got a little intuition, is what he said. And I was like, I'm like, yes, you do, Dave. You do have a little intuition. 
<laughs> you're you. I believe you. I'm okay. You're right. I'm good at stand up. You're right. So I get I get up there. Green room attendant lets me in. I'm sitting in there, and then people are coming in. There's a uh, different people from Live Nation and all these kind of like people from LA that are like you know that that work for Dave or have worked with for Dave, and they're they all just got flown in since Thursday, I guess. He came up with this idea to do the show, and they're kind of putting it all together last minute. They're all nervous, mm-hmm. and then Michelle shows up, and I see her like kind of look at the crowd outside and. And I don't know if you've seen the video. Have you seen his eight yeah, four six? It. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, that's how the crowd was set up. Everybody's separated. Everybody's got masks on. Mm-hmm. We are um, we're we're like deep in the the pavilion. Like it, the stage is kind of like separated from the people. It's a, it's a little bit weird. Yeah, and uh, it's an ideal comedy situation, but it's still you're gonna go and do it. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And then um, and then Michelle comes into the green room. And that's my first time meeting Michelle. And that's when we're like, uh, I'm just talking, I'm just talking to her about, you know, maybe some comics that she might know from New York and stuff. And Anthony DeVito, I know we started talking about Anthony a little bit and just, just trying yeah. to, you know, comic small talk, yeah, comic small talk, green room talk. What I've mm-hmm. missed, what I've been missing, you know, when you're doing stand up, right. I totally miss green room talk and to- talking about how nervous we both are. She's never taken three months off. a month in between shows where I, I know when I'm coming back, I'm like, Oh, that one, that the first one, you got to knock the rust off sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But she's really worried about it. And I'm, I'm really worried about it. And, uh, and then they find out there's no liquor license. So none of these people are drinking. And then I'm like, Oh, great. Yeah. Sober oh. too. They're all sober. Mm-hmm. This is great. Um, but they haven't they- seen live performances either. And so they're, and they're getting to see Dave Chappelle. So I think, uh, yeah, like you're right. These are all things that you're like nervous about, but then you, like I've done a few shows since lockdowns ended and stuff like that, and it's been great shows because people are just excited to be out. So yeah, that's I imagine it went well. That's true. It did. Uh, the first, yeah, it went. But, and Dave shows up, and Dave was talking about how he never gets nervous, and now he's nervous. So that makes me like feel like okay, all right, I'm not, it's I'm not, yeah. I'm not that bad. And he also says. Dave's like, oh, I'm going to go out and uh, do like 10 minutes up top just so you don't have a cold crowd, you know, like, and I'm like, that makes me less nervous too. Amazing. Um, Good move right there. That's nice. Oh, a nice, solid, like such a like nose performance, nose stand up, knows what, uh, knows how nervous I probably am performing. He's thinking, oh, this guy's worried about me more than he's worried about the crowd or something, you Mm -hmm. know, and, uh, and it was truth. I was. And then the, uh, I also, so I drove up too and I, and I'm in the green room and I, I was drinking a little wine. I poured a little wine. And by the time I looked, the bottle was gone. And I was like, I just drank a whole bottle of wine. I did not mean to do that. And so I was that nervous that I drank so much before the set that I, uh, it didn't, it didn't really affect this. It was fine. But, uh, but after the set, then I was like, I'm like, okay, don't drink anymore. I got to drive home. I got to think about like getting. I'm drinking water the rest of the night and everything, but uh, did my did my set? I honestly, I went. I did like 17 minutes. I was I didn't take my my phone out and set my timer, and no one really talked to me about doing yeah. a, a, where the light was going to be. But they shined the light from like the back 
and that's because I was like going, I was just going a little longer than the 15 that they had said. So they were like, Oh, but right when I saw the light, I like was, was already kind of in the middle of my wrap up joke. And I could have, I, I had another one that I wanted to do, but I was like, Nope, that one's off the table. This is where I'm closing. Yep. And so I just wrapped up, got like an applause on my last joke that had a callback to something before. And I was like, that's good. That was it. That's all you needed to do. And I got off. And then I went out in the crowd. Then I went out in the field and I'm like, I'm going to watch the rest of the show. I'm not sitting back in the green room. Right. And uh, watched Michelle. She destroyed and uh, did. Yeah, she did so well. And then I watched Dave and watching him do that, that bit that he, uh, that he did. That, and I, so the one that we had, there were three shows too. There mm-hmm. was Saturday and then they did one Sunday and Monday. And I did not know I was doing the next night until when I was leaving Saturday night, we hung out at Dave shack again after the shows. And I went up and I thanked Dave and I said, I really appreciate the opportunity. It was so good to come up here. And he's like, you, you're doing tomorrow. Right. And I'm like, tomorrow. What? I didn't like, it didn't mm-hmm. even register to me. And then, and then I, he's like, yeah, go talk to my manager. And the manager was like, yep. Same time tomorrow be here around, you know, a little before nine and you're good to go. And I'm like leaving in my car, dancing the whole way home. I'm like, ah, I'm coming right. back. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know it's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas. Visit cox.com slash internet for details. Leftovers or the DMV or house cleaning or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm coming back. And uh, that that was uh, that was so exciting. And then I called one of my uh, Andrew Rudick, a local Cincinnati comic, and I talked to him mm-hmm. kind of like the whole way home. Yeah, you need that come down conversation because oh. you're like, I need somebody to help me uh, land, you know, some landing gear here. That, that had to be just an amazing experience. Oh, yeah. And uh, and there's, I also have another uh, funny story about how I know that, that the specials from the first night, which is amazing that Dave put this in the special. It's, he's, that's how genuine Dave is. Like, he's like, hadn't done stand up in 87 days. Mm-hmm. And then he does this. He, he got better. That bit got better the second and the third night he like had more punches in it. And like, yeah, but I know it's from the first night because when I, I went out into the field and I remember I was like, where's my lighter? And I couldn't find my lighter. And, uh, and then I took one of these green room lighters. They're like the big, like, uh, like barbecue lighters, p- picnic lighters that are like mm-hmm. long. I was like, I guess I'll use this. And then I'm watching Dave on stage, tell that story. And he starts to light a cigarette and the lighter's not working. And I'm like, that's my lighter. Dave stole my lighter. <laughs> and then I'm getting tremendous anxiety about my lighter. I'm like, come on, lighter, work. Work for Dave. Don't, 
I thought he was going to be like, whose lighter is this? Is it the openers? He's fired or something in my, in my brain like that. Don't move to LA anymore. <laughs> I almost spit my coffee on that one. Go. Uh, God. But yeah, so that, I, and then I'm watching the video and I see the lighter's not working. And I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, now I know it's from the first night because that's when that shit happened. Yeah. And I remember how anxious I was watching that. And that's and- that's incredible to take that. Like, I, I'm guessing he wanted the most raw emotion mm-hmm. to come through there. And and even though, like you said, it, it got funnier and was a little punchier on nights two and three, uh, maybe it might have lacked some of the intensity that he wanted from the first night. Yeah. Yeah, and and he probably said like I there were there were several references about like doing stand you know being him doing stand up for the first time and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So that that was all on the first night and uh, and then um, yeah, but hanging out with him afterwards. So oh, and then when I was leaving, I also said, "Can I bring? Can I bring my wife? Can I bring Abby with me?" Because I'm scared. I wouldn't just show up with someone, you know. Yeah. But he go. They're like, yeah, yeah. Bring her up. Bring her up. That's cool. That's cool. Do that tomorrow. So she was able to come with me the next night, and um, and also that was the first time I went up and hung out with Dave, where I had a driver and I could just drink and have fun. And uh, that is not a good combination. I found out. Like, yeah, no. I like it when I when I have responsibility and I have to drive home because then I don't get embarrassed embarrassingly drunk or i wasn't really that bad but uh yeah i, yeah, I know what you mean yeah, yeah you that's a, that's something you get a little loose you get a little comfortable and you get, you're like ah, yeah, yeah yeah that's something i learned early on in uh i did like i think it was the uh gilda's laugh fest up in mm-hmm. um and i got wasted at like a festival that had all these like big comics that i was meeting for the first time and i was like yeah looking back i'm like i was be getting so drunk like do not young comics if you're listening to this do not get wasted in those situations just save it for later and have mm-hmm. a fun time otherwise but i mean it's, it's a mistake i made myself so now i know when i yeah, have done it plenty of times yeah and now i well well most i mean most comics that are our age or have been doing that long are definitely sober now anyway mm-hmm. so <laughs> but uh i i is it uh, i take a little bit of pride of having uh, a career in comedy i'm doing radio so all my bills are paid through that stuff and i am still drinking and i yeah like, that's I, like my biggest uh take and i'm still fun <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly bill i love that and i'm the same way i've uh when early on in comedy i think i was sober for like three years and i needed to at that time mm-hmm. i just gotten a dui and had some bad problems but mm-hmm. but now i've i've I, and I've had some, like I said, that laugh fest story. I've had some bad ones, but I, for the most part, I, uh, I still just have fun and yeah, I keep it together most of the time. There's times where I've like it's more localized the the embarrassing stuff that I've done, but it's, yeah, it's it's not uh, and it, but no, it's like cringe. It's not like what a piece of shit. Like I yeah. got real drunk with Jim Jeffries and then uh, puked out my window. My brother was driving me home. Like it was, it was, it was so bad. I had never been that drunk before. And then uh, that night when I got home, my ex-wife took a picture of me passed out in the shower, which I ended up using as an album cover. So, <laughs> in the shower, and uh, it's uh, I use it for my album. Uh, decisions aren't, you know, it, it it it's one of the things like, hey, might as well take advantage, right? <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, that's yeah. not staged. It's yeah. uh, yeah. it's natural. That's good. Uh, 
those, yeah, those situations, especially if you can do them localized, that's a good way to do them. But also just to learn from them and, and you know, move forward. Yeah. But, uh, okay, so the second night, I got a cool story about the second night is that I'm, I, the first night, I guess I didn't watch Dave's 10-minute opening set. Mm-hmm. And uh, turns out that was a good thing because the second night I was like, okay, I'm going to go watch him from, like, the back of the stage. So I'm behind him watching him. And I'm to a security guard, and 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 Dave is destroying, and he and and then I like I'm like, then I'm getting anxious, I'm getting anxiety. I'm like, I didn't even think about that. I got a security guard that was there the night before. I was like, oh look, looks looks like someone knocked the rust off after one show, huh? Jesus, Dave, slow it down. What am I gonna? And I'm like thinking of my dumb jokes. I'm like, none of this is gonna. Mm-hmm. But the, but I think that was like one of my one of my opening lines was uh, yeah I'm Gabe Kia from Cincinnati none of you have heard of me and now I get to open for the best comedian in the country after we've been shut down for three months and that 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 got a little bit of a laugh yeah, that 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 let like it, it gets a laugh and it sets the table for like hey remember those expectations you had for Dave you got it. <laughs> You got to bring those down, and then and then it's gonna ramp back up towards the end of the show. So right now, let's let's bring them down, and then we'll get them back up, to, and it'll build. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I think sometimes saying that is is uh, is good. It, it can be bad. I mean, you can you want to be confident, you want to go in confident. But mm-hmm. we were talking about that after the set. We're back in the green room, and he had his documentary film crew filming us all over, and filming him yeah. every time he would sit down and like have a thought about what just happened outside they would all just be like or what happened on stage or how they were or something like that so we were talking about yeah it was me and dave talking about following people in comedy and how it's it's all really in the comic's head mm-hmm. that you're it, there's nothing that you really actually if someone does better in front of you it makes the show better and you do better and yeah, you, the, crowd the crowd doesn't have that comparison the crowd wants you to be good but the thing is sometimes there are people that are doing better in front of you but they're doing a style of comedy that's real different than you and so when you go out there and, and you don't have that same kind of style maybe you're you know basically i'm saying if Crowd you're acting you're killing uh when you go up and you have original material it might not always be that you know but then you just go oh fuck this crowd yeah yeah i i, I agree with that like the stylistically you want to yeah you're right when that when you see someone killing with a hacky bit or mm-hmm. something i remember one time i was i did the star dome which is like that that's a that's a <laughs> ptsd that's ptsd right there yeah and i <laughs> i remember uh it was the, a clip that was playing before i had to go up and it was crushing and it was just like the hackiest clip that, mm-hmm. and i was like Oh, this crowd sucks. I'm so screwed thinking that. And I was right. I was screwed. I had I had original material and uh the oh. manager was really nice though. He didn't he didn't fire me. They, which, they know what's going on there. Yeah. Yeah. Staff knows they like especially openers there, like like I, I did a feature set there one time, two nights, and it was rough. It was not mm-hmm. great, but it's one of those things where it they're like, yeah, hey, you're from uh, Ohio. Well, you know, do what you can. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. If you're from the north, they're like, oh, you're Canadian. You're even worse off. You know, yeah. like yeah. this is southern. 
the manager literally said, he's like, just make fun of uh, Alabama or Auburn football. Like, yeah. that would get them. And I'm like, no, nah, I don't do that. Right, <laughs> That's right. not what I do. And then 15 minutes into your set, you're like, fuck Auburn. And- <laughs> <laughs> That's so Oh, God. That just is survival. Trying to get out of this set with an okay situation. I yeah. think the funniest was I would just remember Dave Waite told me when I told him I was doing the stardom, he goes, ah, oh, huh. Yeah. Some people quit comedy after that week, buddy. Be careful. <laughs> I, I remember watching Bart Gatsby's, uh He had some rooftop clips of him at uh, the Stardome and like great, brilliant material to a crowd that was not getting it. And that's one of those things where it's like, hey, rooftop, why did you choose this club of all this <laughs> like all these other great clubs? And then the Stardome was part of that like syndicate for whatever reason. It was very strange. Man, they have, and I, I, I wonder what happens because there was someone that used to work for Rooftop that told me that they've got like they've got all that data of all these comedians from mm-hmm. here. They're like, they're, and my I, I live in Cincinnati. There was one at Go Bananas. St. Louis Funny Bone was one of the first places to have it, and so there's so much my, and I think it's all gone now because Rooftop's like disbanded or whatever. But yeah, it's got to be somewhere. They've got all that footage of me when I yeah, they got it archived somewhere. Yeah. Dude, there's so much crap of me out there that is just crap. Mm-hmm. And at one time, it was all up on the internet. I would, I was working a temp job, and I told somebody, "Oh yeah, you can see me on rooftop." And the dude came back, knew every single joke I'd ever told. I, he must have watched every set, and I was like, "Oh, that's embarrassing. I shouldn't tell people about this anymore." Yeah, I had some that did pretty well in there, and then there's others that were like, "It's like the first." Uh, trolling that i got not trolling but like just like mean comments where people were just like they figured out the comments section on that uh website and were oh. just like well this is a piece of shit comic right here like i'm like oh man this is happening huh okay okay gotta do better that's like before youtube comments that was yeah that yeah. was probably what yeah yeah and it oh was, man and it's like and it kind of hurt a little more because they were a comedy fan if they were on that website like they knew <laughs> comedy so like for them to like single me out and again there was some good comments too but it's like one of those things where you're just like ouch yeah. that hurts you always stink. you always focus on the one the one bad one usually yeah. all right man well uh thank you so much for sitting down and, and chatting me uh chatting with me about this uh for sure. and i i wanted to give you a few compliments on i listened to live from cincinnati and uh you Stand out above those other comics so much. They're so terrible. Uh, <laughs> especially well, Andrew. I mean, especially Andrew. Doing this. No, I'm kidding. It's a, it's a great album all the way through. It's called Live from Cincinnati. It's you, uh, Andrew Rudick. Uh, what are the... And Kelly Collette and Chris Weir. Yeah. Who also, I invited someone to that show that got so wasted that she got thrown out. And there was supposed to be another comic on there, but his whole set got ruined because of this drunk girl that I invite, that was my person that I invited. So Man. how how bad did I feel to my friends? I'm like, sorry, and Andrew said, he maybe had, it just says like intro and then outro. He says like two jokes on there. <laughs> everything else, she was talking she through was the talking whole through. thing. Oh, it was I, I tried to help uh, Stuart Huff record, like do like a video, like a, we, we, we did like a comedy special. And yeah. there's this lady and we did it at the Cleveland Museum of Art because I'm like, this is a perfect venue to do it because he's like, they, they wanted to do something with me. And I'm like, let's make this all happen. Got it. They filmed it. It looks great, but you can't 
use it because there's a lady that was like one of the board members daughters that got fucking wasted and talked through the whole set and that's oh, the worst and it was just like one of those things where like how the fuck man and she didn't she, and then like then they cut ties with me because i was trying to get this lady out of there and she's yeah. she like 25 years old and she was drunk as fuck and just being a dick they're the worst. Yeah. Usually yeah. it's like the club owner's daughter or some, yeah, board yeah. member's daughter. It's always someone with that privilege or they get mm -hmm. free tickets and they're yep. like, I'm, I'm in here for a reason. Mm -hmm. I'm Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know it's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Leftovers. Or. The DMV. Number 97. Or. House cleaning. Or. Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The reason. Yeah. And it's, I'm oh. making the show better. Yeah. Yeah. God. They kicked me out for laughing. Right? <laughs> Jeez. All right, man. Well, thank you so much. Uh, I appreciate you, you chatting with me. And uh, we'll be in touch. I, I, I'm it's nice to have this podcast and be able to kind of reconnect with everybody uh, sure. with a, a few comics so far. And I want to make sure that I get you guys on here regularly to uh, let people, you know, kind of figure it out and, and let people know that there's, you know, there's comics in LA, obviously, but there, there's also really funny people all around the country, all over the Midwest for sure. And I do have a album that's going to be coming out. It's called dumber than a fish Okay, so on tour records so if i could plug that i don't know we don't necessarily have a date but it'll be coming out soon so maybe uh, if you're listening to this podcast look for that okay and album. when it comes out uh hit me up and we'll we'll do some promo for it awesome thank you bill thanks so much for having me it's good to, good to talk again thanks for sharing your story with me man i appreciate that so much it's one of those things that uh as soon as we talked about it on the radio show and i'm like who were the openers and sometimes alan the, the host of the show we'll kind of skirt over that stuff. And he's like, Oh, Michelle Wolf. And I'm like, who was the other one? He said, you said a local person. And he's like, Gabe Kia and me and Mary were like, Oh, fucking Gabe. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. we, we both uh, got pretty excited for you. Cause it's one of those things where you hear your friend getting something that's not just like, like it's cool to open for Dave Chappelle, but to open for him in a legendary moment like that is yeah. like, that's forever going to be remembered. Yeah, I did not know it was history, but it is definitely history. And then it hit this week. Like, it, yeah. it, it hit the internet, and everybody from grade school, from church that I was growing up, have all been coming out of the woodwork. And they're yeah. all congratulating me. I really yeah. appreciate all the all – Yeah, the cool like, and when I text you, I didn't even know what to say. I'm like, I just want you to know, like, I think this is really cool. Like, congratulations, because I know you worked really hard, but I don't think that's the right situation. It's more like, hey – appreciate the fact that you were part of this like I, I i didn't even know the right words for you but like it's it's just very very cool and uh i got I, it and I, I, I appreciated i appreciated you and mary both reached out and uh yeah. i uh i really appreciate it it's, it's it's awesome it's been great it's been it's been surreal yeah all right man well thank all you right. very much. and uh, hit me up when you uh release that album well we'll do see you bill see ya. 
Eh, pretty cool shit, right? Pretty cool shit. I like Gabe. Check him out on uh, wherever you stream comedy albums. He's got an album called uh, On Tour in Cincinnati, where it's him and a few other comedians from Cincinnati. It's, it's great. It's really funny. Uh, so check that out. Also, what's going on? Oh, I have comedy albums on all the streaming services. Check those out. I'd appreciate that a lot. Uh, this next segment, a uh, very fun segment that I did with my girlfriend. Uh, we were in bed, and she was getting me a surprise, and the surprise that she got me didn't quite turn out the way she wanted, and she was fired up, and we were in bed, and we got out of bed and came in here and recorded this at like 12.30 a.m. because she was so fired up, and I'm like, this is so much better if we do this live for the podcast. So uh, she got me a Simpsons-style photo of me and my dog that didn't turn out great. Check it out as she uh, reveals it to me live on the Bill Squire show right now. How you feeling? I'm so mad. Tell everybody why you're mad. This is it is twelve seventeen a.m. on Wednesday night. We were in bed <sighs> and you started to tell me something like I want to tell you something, but I can't because it's a surprise. Blah blah blah. You're trying to do something nice for me for Father's Day. And you got me a dog mom card on fucking regular Mother's Day. So I wanted to, one, do something nice for you. Two, outdo your stupid dog mom card. Okay. And I tried and I failed miserably. Did it fucking send yet? Because I'm pissed. I don't see it yet. Okay. So we watch a lot of The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. And in my targeted ads on. Any social media, which is the two that I use, are these fucking stupid, oh, turn your pictures into Simpsons pictures. Fucking trash. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got suckered in. Hi, I'm a sucker. Um, into trying to do something nice. My stupid boyfriend, stupid dog, and stupid fucking fathers. I'm so mad. You're so mad. <sighs> so right. I, I did this thing, and you're allowed to send up to eight pictures. So uh-huh. I sent eight pictures. Like, hey... Have all of these and do what Get you real want. close on the mic so they can... <laughs> I'm too mad. So you sent eight pictures. To it's this... still not coming through. Well, your email sucks. And so does this fucking stupid trash place. <sighs> Bill at BillSquire.com. I did that. I'm going to think come through. I, don't, I can't be blamed for everything. <laughs> I can just show you with my... I, if you wanted to show me, you can just show me, and I, I can edit it in in post. So if you wanted to show me... I just, let me try again. Yeah, I would like to put it... The live reaction is what I'm looking for, though. Oh, is that what you're looking for? Yeah, well, I mean, let's get I, some... I'm dreading that. Well, let's see what it looks like. So you absolutely think that I'm going to hate it. I hate it. You hate it. I hate it. You hate it. It's me and whoopsie. So this thing, you're allowed to send up to eight pictures and get a custom background. Do you want me to type in the email? No. (laughs) And describe anything that you want specifically designed for this picture. So what I said to these people was, hey, here's eight pictures of this dog and this guy. So make that happen. I want it to be a picture of him walking the dog because it's fucking Father's Day. And I don't have any of your kids, so here's the fucking dog. Mm-hmm. And fucking basketball shoes of some kind, and I specific 
specified on Jordan Air Jordan threes or whatever the fuck you like. Fours are my favorite, but mm-hmm. I like them all. Mm-hmm. I like a lot of them. Now is not the time. Okay, well. Um, and I even said that Whoopsie's leash was blue, and you fucking wear Nike hoodies. So they got some stupid, tiny details correct, and everything else terribly wrong. Going off the pictures that you sent them. Off the pictures and the details that I said in my email, because you're allowed to describe stuff. Okay. So off of all the information that you gave them. Which was a lot. Which was a lot. They fucked it up hard. And I'm, I'm so mad. And you're so mad. You are so mad. Like, you're so worked up. Like, we were in bed, winding down our night, and then I was like, you know what? If you're going to be this worked up, let's capture it for the podcast, because I think this is a wonderful moment. It was my idea. Was it your idea? Yes. It was her idea. This is actually a pretty good gift for Father's Day. It would be. Content. No, this. This. Right now, this. Oh, well, you're fucking welcome, because this is all you're getting. All right. That's fine. I'm okay with it. I'm stressed out. Now, let's see. Thank you for my fucking bubbly wine. You're welcome. There it is. Okay. So why didn't it work before? I don't know, but it's awful and I hate okay. it and I'm so upset. All right. Let me I'm gonna push this over. So I don't, here it is. I don't even want to look at it anymore. And I'm going to scroll. Oh. No. Right. It's so It's so bad. I got suckered. I'm a fucking sucker. It's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the dog. Get to the... What the fuck is that? What are the shoes? Okay. All right. I can't. I can't. What are the shoes? Look at your fucking stupid dog. He has one eyeball. <laughs> oh man that is bad that is look at how dumb that dog looks wrong color dog you're right oh okay Mm. the leash is blue there's two eyes there's just ones over here the leash is blue the leash leash is blue nike truck and your stupid fucking hoodie yeah and then the rest is not very good. It's awful, and I'm so mad. Oh, that is terrible. I can see why you're mad. It's terrible. It's terrible. How much did it cost? Less than the dog. Well, I figured it's less than the dog. The less dog than is... half the dog. How much did it cost? I'm not going to tell you, because I'm not going to pay for it. No, you shouldn't pay for it. It should be free, because it's terrible. I and... want to catch it on fire. Mm-hmm. Now, having said that, it's going up in this studio. I hate you. It's going up in the studio I, uh, for sure. No. Yeah. Where? You, no. It's going to go probably like Look at the right key. here. No. Probably, or maybe over one of the shoes. Or both the shoes. Mm. What a... Uh, that's supposed to be me in The Simpsons. You and Whoopsie, but Whoopsie looks like she went through the fucking washer and the dryer and then the fucking redryer. Very, very wrong. Okay, what? This should have been the segment of what do you think is going to happen. It it kind of is. I mean, we can just say that what that's what it is. What? uh, Let me see the pictures that you sent them. I have to. It's a whole thing. Okay, well then, don't worry about that. 
Uh, yeah, that's terrible. That's it's awful, and I'm pissed. Yeah, <laughs> but I still, I'm enjoying this moment that we're having right now. I love you. I love the effort. I love that you were trying to do something care. because I, I love The Simpsons. I just that does not look like me in any way. No, and eight pictures. How do you fuck up eight pictures? Are you blind? <laughs> the dog is not the same color dog. And then the shoes. What the fuck is going on? Do those look like Air Jordan whatever number you fucking care about? No, they don't look like Air Jordans at all. They're terrible. All right. Well, that was fun and weird. And now the dog's all woke up and crazy. So uh, thanks, guys, for watching this. And Don't be yeah. a sucker to Instagram ads. One worked, and now I'm just a fucking... was the one that worked? Those little slutty shorts I like. Uh-huh. Next up, Marty. Marty comes through. Marty's here. Marty is uh, trying to date right now. He's, he's, he's trying to get some jobs. He's trying to make his life better. And so as he's trying to find a woman, I went through 20 pieces of, pieces of advice that people had given when it comes to relationships. So I go through that list with Marty and ask for if he thinks it's good advice or not good advice. And I think it's pretty fun. So check out this. Segment right now with Marty talking about relationships. Marty, welcome back to the Bill Squire show. It's, it's good, good to, to be back. It's good to see you. Um, what uh, what have you been up to? I know last time we were talking, we were talking about you uh, trying to get a job. Yeah, uh, they said there's no shifts available right now. They said the shift I applied for is not available. I have to change shifts, and no shifts were available. So I got to wait until shifts become available. Okay, so you did not get the job yet. Yeah, I got a, a job offer, but there's no job to be offered. Okay. Well, that seems weird. Actually, can you go back over there? And uh, there's, a little, there's a lot more space on my side than I want. Turn it back towards you. Just a touch. Yeah, that's good. All right, that's good. So, as of right now, you are not employed with Amazon. No. No, but uh, I've been um, doing things for when I do get and play with Amazon. I'm going to have everything together and women are going to dig me. I've been practicing talking to normal people at the laundromat. Okay, so what do you say to regular people at the laundromat? My dryer's broke. That's why I'm here. <laughs> and I, oh, okay. So uh, that's good. I, I helped a uh, handicapped man with his uh, clothes to get... Put, to his car and mm. he gave me two dollars and fifty cents oh yeah that's pretty sweet yeah so that's like a whole like how much laundry does that do for you well i only dry so it, that does uh wait so you uh, walk get your clothes wet and wash them at home and then bring them to dry yeah <laughs> i mean i guess that's what you got to do you got to do what you got to do why why waste the money on the washers right yeah yeah so you just walk in there with a basket full of wet clothes and go, I just, my dryer's broken. Yeah, and then they tell me about why they're there. And why are they there? No one's there because they don't have a wash and dryer. Everyone's there because their their basement floor is being remodeled or stuff like that. Okay. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. 
Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas. Visit cox.com slash internet for details. Leftovers. Or the DMV. Number 97. Or house cleaning. Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So nobody, nobody wants to just admit that, like, I just have to come to the laundromat. Nobody, nobody admits that. I haven't found one person yet admit that. All right. One of these days, I'm gonna, you're going to just talk into the microphone where I want you to. And it's going to okay. be great. Okay. Ooh, there. That sounds good. All right. So oh, you... and I also have another problem. Okay. Women, to avoid me hitting on them, are claiming I'm their cousin. <laughs> All right. Tell this story now. Ryan Meng wrote something on her Facebook page saying, uh, I'm sick of regular dating. I'm just going to get with a military man and marry him in three months. And I said, the military won't take me. And then, then she said, oh, you're crossed off the list because we're cousins. And I said, I didn't know we were cousins. He, she said, Jack Kilbane told me we, we were. But Jack Kilbane is my cousin's kid. So she's probably related to the Kilbanes and not blood related to me. But she doesn't care. She's just using it as an excuse. I think it's the start of a perfect relationship. And you just got to be patient. It's like a romantic comedy. A romantic comedy where they're cousins at first, but then they find out they're not. <laughs> What's it called? I don't know. Kissing cousins. Come on. Oh yeah. Or do you want to be called fucking cousins? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> butt fucking cousins. <laughs> she fucks you right in the butt. No. No. What if she put like a finger in your butt? And that's never happened to me yet. But would you be okay with it to stimulate your prostate? If she, she doesn't gets, have to if go. She gets over this cousin stuff. Fine. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, maybe she'll listen. Maybe she'll watch this. Well, tell tell her to do a DNA ancestry DNA thing. I'm they're not getting any of my blood because I might have done crimes. But what uh, about like your spit? No, they they can get me for that too. So you don't. But well, how are we gonna check your DNA? Well, I she's related to the Kilbane. She's not related to the Malloys or the McCaffreys, which is my All mother right, and father. Shaking everything around. All right. Well, I think. Uh, even if you guys are related, you're a perfect couple. Okay. <laughs> Do you want some relationship advice in case this all works out? I don't think it's going to work out. I'm not even going to try not, Bill. She snubbed me. Not even with her, but okay. with uh, any woman. Yes, I need some relationship advice. All right. I this, read some of it. All right. This is uh, from Playboy, and people reveal the best relationship advice they've ever received. Some of it's good. Some of it's bad. I just wanted to discuss it with you because I think you'll have an interesting point of view on these uh, different topics. Uh, When you're going out with your friends and you expect to be back around 11, tell her you'll be back at 12. So when you roll in the door at 11, you can claim you left early to see her before you both went to bed. So lying is good. (laughs) So lie to her is what you're saying. Yeah, 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 that's what what this advice is. So do you think that's good advice or bad advice? Good advice. Good advice. Lie, Lie to your significant other. Yes. Good advice. All right. Once you're in a long-term relationship or marriage, never stop dating your significant other. There needs to be some sort of constant courtship to make them feel you still want them, even after all these months, years. Uh, And then the line after that says, 
I am an expert at not doing this. Yeah, I'm an expert at not doing that too because I never have a girlfriend. Right, but do you think that's good advice? Yes. To keep that courtship. But what, what's a nice date with you Marty? give them flowers. Okay, what if they don't like flowers? My girlfriend doesn't like flowers. Give them rose petals. Rose petals. So you kill a flower and go, here's its carcass. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what else do you do for a romantic date? You, um... Now, pretend you've been with this person for 25 years. How do you keep things romantic? SpaghettiOs. SpaghettiOs. Cook them SpaghettiOs. All right. Spaghetti- I, I know how to cook SpaghettiOs really well. What's the secret of cooking SpaghettiOs really well? Not to get the sauce all clumpy. And how does it get clumpy? You don't mix it enough. You got to keep it stirring. While you're microwaving it. While you're microwaving it. So you microwave, stir, microwave, stir, yeah. microwave, stir. Okay. Well, that's how you make the perfect SpaghettiOs in the microwave, according to Marty. All right, number three. The person who cares the least in the relationship has the most control. Do you agree or disagree? Yeah, because they'll just let you go. Yeah. And then you can can manipulate them however you want. Is that good advice? To care less so you have more control? That's not fun. That's not fun. Then why be in the relationship in the first place, right? You should just break up if you're going to do that. I agree. All right. Marry someone, marry someone with a different favorite cereal than you so they won't eat all of yours. That's very good advice. What's your favorite cereal? Frosted Flakes is the only cereal I, it's the only cereal I eat. Frosted Flakes? Yeah. But there's so many good cereals. No, no, but only Frosted Flakes is good. Tony the Tiger. Is that Tony the Tiger? Yeah. What's his catchphrase? They're great. Mm-hmm. Uh, number five, put a pillow under her hips. Okay. What does that mean? You can have sex. But why do you put the pillow under her hips? I don't know. You don't understand? No. So she's comfortable. It's to raise her hips up so that you'll hit the G-spot. Oh, okay. Do you know what the G-spot is? Yeah, it's a spot that no one can find. But you can find it if you try hard enough. Yeah. Well, have you ever hit the G-spot? No. Are you worried about it? No. Even the finger, do you know how to finger go? Yeah. Look at your fingers. Man, those are like hot dogs. Oh, they're all right. This is from a fight. Will you break your finger? It was a race riot. <laughs> when was that? Oh, at Ohio State, there were many race riots there. Oh, and you were on which side? I was the only one on my side. I was. The, it was uh, like 20 black people beat up a white person day. And that was every day. <laughs> 20 black people beat you up regularly? More than once. And you broke your finger? Yeah. So are you still racist about that? Why did they beat you up? Just for no reason? In the springtime, there's this big party. Uh-huh. that They call it the blackout. And all the black people go and beat up all the white people that are going to the bars. And the white people, the black people fight together, but the white people don't. Oh. So the white person, usually they get a hold of one of them and the rest run. And they... Uh, and you were the one. And I was the one. You were left behind. Yeah. Well, that's not great. It still goes on today. No one ever talks about it, though. The The newspaper will say something like, there were so many injuries at the hospital, the the um, the attacks were racially motivated, but they don't say which race. Yeah. So everyone thinks that people are beating up black people. Right. But it's really black people singling out white people. Yeah. Hmm. Sounds like propaganda to me. 
You know, it happens every spring. You can check it out. It's a right, wild state. I don't know if it still happens. It used to. You just said it still happens. I think it does. Well, you can't just say I it, never it heard still that happened. it ended. I never heard that it ended. I never heard that it started. Well, I knew that it started. I think you just... Did you call them names or anything? No, no, no. Mm, no. I don't believe you. I think you started some fight, and then everybody's I got like, a fight in the cafeteria, which I got involved in, but... Because uh, I, I know you have a reputation before... Uh, when you were in yeah, college, in you were cafe- kind of a shit starter. In the cafeteria, kind of I didn't started. I was defending someone. Uh-huh. They, they, this one black guy yells the N-word out really loud. And then these two big two big black guys on the football team come over and start yelling, yelling at these people. Why are you calling me the N-word? Why are you calling me the N-word? And I said, hey, man, you know you didn't call you the N-word. And then he hits me with his chest and says, don't push me. And then he hit me. And then we had a fight. And who won the fight? He probably did. <laughs> but I, yeah. I, I, I hit him in a chokehold at the end on the ground. Don't do that. And uh, don't choke black people. And uh, then I had to. Then my friend grabbed me and uh, and got you out of there. Got me out of there. Okay. All right. Let's get back to this list and uh, not uh, Marty's racist past. It's not racist. It sounds like you're kind of a racist. Right. I've I've known you long enough. You're not a racist. Thank you. You were a racist. Okay. <laughs> I feel like Ohio State Marty was kind of a racist. No. <laughs> that was a long pause on that one. All uh, right. Number six. If you were debating between two girls, jerk off and go for the first one you think of immediately afterwards. What do you think of that advice? What is it? So if you you, you got two girls, you're, you're like, do I want to uh, we'll make up names? Uh Betsy or Diane, and then you you jerk off, and then as soon as you're done jerking off, whichever one you think of first, that's who you go after. Yeah, that's good advice. You think that's good advice? Okay. So, I never have a choice between two women. You just want one woman. I just want one woman. All right. Well, uh, next one. Okay. A relationship is like a fart. If you have to force it, it's probably shit. That's right. That's correct. That's cor- That's Christ? That's correct. Christ said that? Christ said that. Christ said a relationship is like a fart. If you have to force it, it's probably shit. Christ probably could. Probably, probably said something like that. Maybe he didn't say shit, but it's good. All right. Confidence isn't I know she likes me. Confidence is I'll be okay whether she likes me or not. Ooh. Yes, that's true. That's good. Now, are you that confident? I'm not, I'm not that confident. No. I'm not okay. <laughs> she, doesn't, she doesn't like me. She thinks I'm her cousin, so I'm not okay. You're not okay. All right, number nine. And I'm not her cousin. No, just through marriage. Probably. And a little bit of blood, because all Irish people are pretty much related. All right. I didn't even know she was Irish, and then she pulls this cousin stuff on me. Mm. My dad gave me one bit of advice when I got married. Uh, hold on. My dad gave me one bit of advice when I got my first girlfriend. She might pretend she doesn't want dessert. She does, really. Order a serving for yourself, get two forks, and let her eat it. Desserts are for girls anyway. That's true. Sexist. Yes. Very sexist, but also true. Yeah, well, it's true because she wants the dessert. Right. But she doesn't want to act like she wants the dessert. Right, she wants to play games. So she's also lying. Yes. It's like the first one. All right, we're halfway there. A little old lady at my wedding wrote, Love is like chocolate chip cookies. On this signature board, we had... Okay, hold on. I got to read. I got to learn to read out loud better. A little old lady at my wedding wrote, love is like chocolate chip cookies on this signature board we had. I had no idea 
that it was supposed to mean, what that was supposed to mean. All right, I'm going to try again. I want to read this clean all the way through, Marty. This is one of the reasons I started this podcast, because I want to get better at being a host of a podcast or radio show or something like that. So I need to be able to read this all the way through. Reading out loud is really easy for some people. For me, it's fucking hard. Are you good at reading out loud? No. Do you want to try it? Yes. All right, ready? Number 10. A little old lady at my wedding wrote, Love is like chocolate chip cookies on this signature board we had. I have no idea what Mrs. Claus actually makes. You skipped the whole line. All right, I'm going to read it. A little old lady at my wedding wrote, Love is like chocolate chip cookies on this signature board that we had. I have no idea what that is supposed to mean, but she looks like Mrs. Claus actually makes really good cookies and is quite frankly adorable. So I've accepted this as one of those sort of Zen cosmic truth type things that just one day will dawn on me. That doesn't mean anything. I I don't understand the chocolate chip cookies being like love. Love is like chocolate chip cookies. Although chocolate is an aphrodisiac. Yeah, so they make... And also get some fat. Love's about fucking. Get some fat, so then you'll be in their love. Okay, got it. There you go. I think you figured it out. I bought a girl chocolate chip cookies or chocolate because she uh, she snubbed me and I got got her kept getting buying her chocolate so she'd get fat and she did get fat. <laughs> Way to go, buddy! I don't know if that's going to help you get a date. Uh, no, it didn't. It was over with. All right, number eleven: under promise, over deliver. What does that mean to you? Don't exaggerate what you're going to give her. No, no, no. it means you. You undersell it so undersell that when you it, give yeah. it, it's actually better than what you yeah, sold to her. Right. You're, you're right, not like, right. we're going to go on the most amazing vacation ever. And then you go to Kalahari. You're going to be like, uh, I plan a vacation for us. I hope you like it. And then you take her to Hawaii. One time I overpromised, but I don't think I did, but everyone thought I did. I told everyone I was going to get them the best donuts in the world. And I got them Becker's uh, Ant Donuts and they, nobody liked them. Nobody liked them, but did you like them? Yes. Then that's all that really matters, right? Yes. You gotta have that confidence. All right, marry the one who gives you the same feeling you get when you see food coming at a restaurant. Yes. <laughs> oh, you're definitely that guy that is watching the kitchen to see when your fries and chicken's coming out. Yes. Is that a burger? Does it have Did vegetables you put weird on stuff it? on it? Did you put weird stuff on it? Uh, is there ketchup? Is there mustard? Mustard sa- Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. It back. You don't like mustard, right? That's another obstacle I have to face. Um, if a girl ever wants me to eat with her family, I can't eat their stuff because they'll probably give me weird stuff. Yeah. Weird foreign stuff. Well, then you just need someone that has no family. An orphan. An orphan, yes. There you go. All right. Number 13. Look, kid, if she makes you happy and you make her happy and you two are both happy together, then the rest is bullshit. Don't let other people tell you how to be happy. Just be fucking happy together. What do you think of that one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. As long as you're happy, the rest is bullshit. Figure it out. Yeah. Fight through it. Oh, yeah. that's pretty That's pretty good advice. I'm so annoyed with this stupid thing. I got to get it. I got to figure out it's this. It's broken? No, it's just, it's supposed to keep playing. 
and then it doesn't, and I'm just annoyed by it. Like, just keep stay up there, you dumb thing. All right, go ahead. Fourteen. Right. Uh, hold on. There we go. Okay, now it's going. Fourteen. I had my first big heartbreak. I was crushed. I was depressed, suicidal. The works. This crazy Albanian man that was my manager at a pizza shop pulled me aside and said, "When you feel too much for one girl, you go and you fuck all the other girls." Then you find that you have no feelings for the first girl and no feelings for any of the other girls. Fuck all the girls, my friend. Yeah? Yeah. So just fuck all the girls you can. Don't worry about feelings. Yes. I don't feel like that's what you want. You just want to fuck one girl. That's all I I can... I'm shooting for what I can get. Okay, but if you had the opportunity to have sex with a bunch of girls, you would? At the same time. At the same time. All right. How many girls do you think you could have sex with in one night? I've only ever done one. But like, I'm guessing, this is, if Marty in his prime. Oh, I could have done four or five. Nice. And you would finish every single time? Yeah. And then. When I was 18. When you're 18, and then make them all get abortions, because you're going to finish in there. No, no, no. I I once thought I got a girl pregnant, Uh and I was going to marry her. Her dad was a Mennonite. And he was probably going to force me to marry her. And mm-hmm. I was in her room, and she went to the campus uh, doctor for something. And my condom had broken. So, I don't know. She That's how hard you were fucking? You fucked so hard that the condom broke? It was a cheap condom. It wasn't my... <laughs> I didn't buy it. My it was fr- a Mennonite condom? I, I went to the frat house and got someone to give me a condom. And he, they gave me a condom, so I didn't. I didn't. I didn't do sh- the proper shopping for the condom. Oh, that's important. But she wasn't pregnant. I don't know. Oh, I still don't know to this day. All right, number fifteen. Make sure you masturbate before talking to with an ex. My penis doesn't work anyway. So. <laughs> You've heard my large prostate joke. Yes, right? yeah. I thought it was just a joke and. I guess not. All right. There's a million fine looking women in the world, dude, but they don't all bring you lasagna at work. Sign I don't like lasagna. You don't like lasagna. SpaghettiOs. So, 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 substitute SpaghettiOs. Substitute SpaghettiOs, and then it's good. Yeah. What if it's got like the chunks in it? Like No. Oh, no. Oh. Just regular plain SpaghettiOs. <laughs> a bonus. She's a keeper if it's Spider-Man SpaghettiOs. <laughs> Why do you like the Spider-Man one so much? Because uh, I like Tobey Maguire. But it's like eating a dude. No, it's gay. not. Yeah, no, you are. Not. You're eating his whole body. No. You're not just eating his dick. You're eating his whole body. Oh, no. It's just, <laughs> it's just a symbolic thing. <laughs> All right. Number 17. Date someone who's just as smart as you or one so dumb that when that he's going to stand back and go, gosh, you're pretty. Well, you succeed. Yeah. All right. So you think marry someone that's as smart as you or dumber than you? But not smarter and more successful. Well, it all depends. My my brain level has fluctuated over the years. I almost flunked out of high school. Mm-hmm. I didn't do well in college, but I did really good in my uh, uh, grad school. So I guess now I'm smart. So I would want a dumb one. Why do you want a dumb? Wouldn't you want someone that's an equal? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we got uh, three more. If she's flirting with you while she's dating someone, what do you think she'll do when you're dating her? Oh, she'll screw around on you. Yeah, that's. Would you care though? 
I take what I can get. You'll take what you can get. So you'll 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 deal with the cheating. But then you deal with the other people plotting against you that are involved with her. Yeah, and you've been through that before. So you yeah. you prefer that to not be the case. Yeah. Right. All right. Nineteen. If it says rib for her pleasure, turn it inside out. Grandpa. What he started as a joke, then got further explained with even though you are there for enjoyment of each other, don't forget to do yourself a favor sometimes. So what he's trying to say is uh don't lose yourself in the relationship and only try to make them happy. Make sure. Uh, You're happy also. Exactly. Very good advice. All right. Last one. Thanks, Grandpa. Last one. All right. Don't take relationship advice from strangers on the internet. No, because it's the only place you're going to get it. <laughs> so you're saying do take the relationship because some of these were good and some yes, were bad. Yes, yes, All right. I think you're ready for a relationship now. Well, I've got to get the total package together. i got to get a decent job, which would be Amazon, or possibly something Amazon qualifies me to do. Mm-hmm. Or And uh, also, I need to get a car that a woman would be yeah, seen Yeah, we've talked about in. that before. So, But you're working on those things, and you're moving at the, in that direction. You're trying to lose weight. So now, uh, when you get that into that situation, we've got to get you on some dating apps, too, probably, right? Are you on Tinder or anything? No. Do you know how to even take a dick pic? No. Oh, Marty. Some girl asked me to send her a dick pic, and I thought it was a scam there. I was going to get arrested. Yeah, good call. No, they never ask. Well, this girl did, and she was... Is she a real girl? She she had a video of her, and she uh, she was in scantily clad, and she said, send me a dick pic, and I'm like, no. I'm guessing that was a scam, yeah. Yeah, it was a scam. All right, now it's time for this week's Instagram hottie, and this week's Instagram hottie is Annalicia, and she is cute and she's very talented uh she is a hairdresser she has been like a bar manager she's done a ton of different stuff but she does really cool makeup and it's like real uh uh, it's fancy i don't even know how to put it it's it's uh angular uh she does a lot of uh, geometry a lot of geometry based makeup that i think is very cool Uh, so enjoy this interview right now wish i was recording for that anyway Welcome to uh, the Bill Squire Show. This is this week's uh, Alan Cox Show Instagram hottie. Hello. And I, I, I sought you out because I, we've known each other for a while, but I saw a picture of uh, some recent makeup that you posted, and I'm trying to take it in the direction of people doing cool things. So it's not just about like being an attractive woman to get the clicks, but I want you to be attractive and then have some substance behind it. And I you. Really Hey, you you got it. Thank it's you. it's it's uh it's my pleasure to to have you on. And you're the first uh Alan Cox show Instagram hottie that's been in studio. Oh so, really? Yeah, yeah. Yay so, me. Yeah, I'm gonna pioneer. I'm gonna put this like that so that you'll go right into the microphone. There we go. Yeah. Better? Yep. It's it's uh so uh this is Annalisha. That's me. That's you. Uh we know each other from back when I used to do Hilario at Barrio. She was uh you kind of worked your way up through the whole Barrio ranks. Well, when I met you, I actually didn't work at Barrio. Oh, really? I, I was just doing Cody's hair. Cody oh, that's is right. The one who told me about Hilario. Yeah. All right, wait. I'm gonna keep you. You got to really get into the microphone. Okay. All right. Really there, there you go. There you go. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So Cody Cooper. Okay. So you you cut Cody's hair. Yeah. And then that's uh, how I figured that. Then out. you started coming out to the shows and having. Uh, then you started working there. Yeah, it's a whole six degrees thing. Well, that's that's everything in Cleveland, though. Yeah. Like everyone in Cleveland, you you you've either worked together 
or you know someone like there's everybody is connected in this city and that's it's it really, really especially uh when you get into the dating scene well luckily i've managed to stay out of that that's good like <laughs> whole the, six degrees version of things but because that's that's a really tough thing where like when especially if you're dating within the you know, nightlife industry where, you know, if people are working in restaurants or they're, you know, comedians, stuff like that, everybody, it becomes very incestuous. So yeah, kudos to you. I was going to use that word, but I wasn't sure how well it was going to go over. Kudos to you for being able to <laughs> keep yourself from getting too uh, pulled into that. Yeah. Now, have you tried the dating apps before or anything like that? Or um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I've like opened them up and I've looked at them, but I'm a, very much a personality person. Mm-hmm. So I really... You can think somebody's attractive, but then when they open their mouth, you're like, "What is wrong with you?" Yeah, yeah. So, I feel like that's I feel like that's the biggest problem with the the dating apps is it's it depersonalizes these people, and then it it, it kind of skews what you want. So I did them for right. a little bit, but I was using them for their intended purpose, which is just hooking up. Right. But is chemistry like, is also physical too. So yeah. like you can look at somebody and think that they're attractive all day, but you might not have that physical but chemistry. But yeah, as you're talking to each other or yeah. physical chemistry or whatever it is, yeah, there's there's plenty of that. And then there's also just distance and, and then people, you know, they put their best face forward on those apps. But I feel like a lot of times it comes out pretty quickly how ugly their soul is right like if they're easily offended or like really insecure about stuff that I mean, stuff what comes do you out even write about yourself in there either i mean i feel like it's really tooting your own horn like of course nobody's gonna be like i have like ten thousand tons of baggage yeah right and be honest about what really is going on in their lives they're just like i'm perfect everything's great and i'm beautiful and i love to party and there's no <laughs> ulterior motives and, behind that party and i can't understand why i'm single right uh, i'm great it's everyone else's fault right exactly so you uh just you're you're kind of at an impasse in your career, and you uh, you're also pretty talented. Let's talk about your makeup. Uh, is this, this is something that you kind of do for a hobby, and but you're very good at it. And you'll post pictures on Instagram where you do your own makeup, which I think is one of the most impressive things. Where you're not just doing someone else's makeup, but you're you're working on yourself as a canvas. I find it actually harder to do somebody else's makeup. Really, because, you know, you rest your hand on your own face, which get like to get a certain angle on something that you can't really rest your hand in the same way on someone else's face. Um, Do you think that's just a product of doing it so many times, like the repetition that you have on yourself, you're more used to doing it that way? Well, I mean that and everybody else's face is different. Like you don't notice the fact that people's eyelids and bone structure really changes the way makeup lays on their face and i'm not a professional by any means mm-hmm. so well what you do is not the 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 stuff that you see on like the youtube tutorials where they're contouring the face like you do more artistic things like you like yeah. to do things that are more vibrant and more uh just colorful and interesting it's, you're not trying to make everybody look the same you're trying to accentuate whatever uh feature someone has and then kind of have fun with it. You're not trying to yeah. like hide. I don't think you're trying to hide things. I think you're just trying to uh, be creative and, and artistic. Yeah, it's really my canvas for art. I mean, I still do some contouring and stuff because when you have the light on to get 
like the actual look of the makeup, mm-hmm. uh, it washes out your face a lot. So you kind of have to put on some contouring and stuff. I did my makeup this morning and I did put contouring on and I did put eyelashes on and I hate eyelashes. Usually once I do it, I wash it off immediately. Right. I said that I wasn't going to play something, but I have a perfect eyelash video to play for you. So I'm going to pull that up real quick. But in the meantime, you are also not just uh, into makeup, but you're also from Medina. I am from Medina. So the girl last week's from Medina. I'm from Medina. Uh, and the thing is, like, it's not like we all know each other. It's just no. that we're all from this this weird little suburb in uh, southern uh, northeast Ohio. Southern northeast Ohio. What a, I'm going to have a drink. <laughs> it's definitely... Um, strange when you haven't been in medina for a while because it's not like it's that far but it's a world that it kind of exists in a bubble a lot of people don't tend to leave so when you run into somebody that's from medina especially somebody that you know it's Mm -hmm. very surreal you're like oh um." mobile phone companies say they offer home internet but if their internet comes from a cell phone network you should know it's just phone internet not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Leftovers. Or the DMV. Or House cleaning. Or. Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um. Okay. Hi. It's, it's, it's very surreal. And it's, it's crazy to think that people stay in their hometown like i i, I was gone from in my early 20s i think you were probably around the same age maybe even younger when you left i mean i was still in medina county yeah. until i was like 24 but i mean i love how we're acting like we've moved across I know, the but, country but that's but the thing but really like people like think 45 minutes north but people think of it that way where if you live in a place like lakewood or cleveland or old brooklyn or something like that like oh man i could never go that far it's so right. far it does seem because far of, to, when you, when you have there. that small town mindset you think of things in a very different way yeah i mean it's not even as small as it it used to be now like i every time i go there there's something new mm-hmm. it, i barely recognize most of the places i i rarely go there i honestly I know how to get to my family's houses. And that's I about it. To, I forgot how to get anywhere else. <laughs> yeah. You were just mentioning that you hate fake eyelashes. And yes. I just want to show you this video of a girl with some real long fake eyelashes on a boat. And uh, her reaction to it. That's exactly. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. That's all. And now we are to the final segment of this episode where I sit down with my buddy AJ, and he sings us a song. We talk a little bit about music, and this is the one where I fucked up the audio, and I'm sorry about that. I just didn't plug it in. It was We recorded this at 9.30 on Friday night after I did a week of shows, and my brain was just mush. It's just, just carelessness, really. 
I'm, I'm blaming myself. Actually, I'm going to give myself a stern talking to you right now. Come on, Bill, you fucking know better. You're saying you're putting your heart and soul into this show, and then you make a dumb mistake like this. Not acceptable. You need to try harder and do better. Do better. All right, here's AJ. Hey, AJ. Hey, what's up, man? Uh, not much, man. It's good to see you. It's, yeah, it's, it's, been, you. it's been a while. Yeah. Uh, AJ is uh, very funny. He's a writer. Uh, does some stand up, not too much. No, kinda, you yeah. kind of have an anxiety attack every time you do stand up. Yeah, every single time I do stand up. Yeah. You can look more at the camera. Uh, like we'll, okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll play it off like we're talking to people right now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you you've been playing uh, music and and doing yeah. a, a thing. So let's get into it first uh, with uh, what's uh, who's your favorite musician, dead or alive? David Bowie. David Bowie. David Bowie's my favorite musician. Mm-hmm. I also really like the Smiths. The Smiths, a lot. okay. Yeah, I'm a huge Smith. So fan. what? When? When did you discover David Bowie? Um, I was like, I mean, I you know, being a young kid, you hear you know David Bowie around. I really started getting to him as a teenager. Yeah. Yeah. What was it about him as a teenager that made you want to like delve into that? Um, just the idea of. Just the constant change. The you know, reinventing like, yeah, yourself yeah, the reinventing for every yourself single album, yeah. which has anybody else ever been able to pull that off? Not to not that to not, not to that, that degree. degree. No, no. no um, I heard a uh, fun little uh, fact. Not a fact, but like a quote. It's like they called him the chameleon, but somebody somebody I know said that. He was the chameleon that made the jungle change its color. Oh. And I thought that that was pretty... That's a great quote. That was a great line. Yeah, man. whoever said that couldn't... Good job. Yeah. He didn't know. Fucking... Yeah. Would have been cool if you knew. Uh, give them credit. <laughs> uh, and my, it was my friend Andy. Oh, your friend Just Andy. said it. We were just driving. And I okay, like, so that's just like that's, a dude. Okay, yeah, and that sounds like a, a famous dude quote, but like, yeah, just... No, like, yeah. Just Andy. Good job, Andy. Yeah, Andy. Fucking appreciate that. Yeah, we were just driving. It was like the day Bowie died. Yeah. And everybody knew that I... I like, I, celebrity deaths don't really affect me too much. There's some that do some, for me. Yeah. But like, yeah, most of the time, I'm like, well, we still have their art. And yeah. especially... Especially with a guy like Bowie, like, like I was totally bummed out, but I also knew he was he sick was older, and older yeah. and sick. Uh, but there, there's some that hit me hard, and uh, Kobe Bryant's hit me real hard because of the daughter being with him. Yeah, and also like I don't feel like we got everything, you know, like with Bowie, like yes, it would have been nice if he, he was left everything more, on the but table, but he left everything on the table. He, but like a young tragedy is is always, yeah, you know, someone that's. Yeah, he wasn't, I mean, like, when he died, I was just like, well, he was, you know, in his late 60s. And he had I mean, cancer. he lived a yeah. life. He lived an amazing yeah. life. He lived more in his 60 years than most people For sure. do, you know. He, he, he did a lot. He, and he, he fucked a lot of people, and yeah, good for a him. Yeah, a lot of sex. Yeah. You know that song, Angie, by the Stones? Yeah. I guess that song is about the woman that walked in on him and Mick Nick. Jagger, right? Is oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's the oh, okay. that's and they were playing dice. Yeah, they were they were shooting nah, dice yeah. into each other. Who do you think was taking and who do you think was receiving? Or do you think they were going back and forth? I think Mick was giving. Giving? Yeah. And Bowie was like... I think so. Yeah. I think Bowie gave him shelter. Ha! <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Bowie was his little China girl. That's right. So... Just, you should just shut your mouth. Yeah, sure. Uh, Bowie, for me... I love Bowie too, and uh, for 
that time. Like, Labyrinth is what introduced me to Bowie. Yeah. So I was always aware of him from that, but I didn't really know anything other than Labyrinth until I was in my, like, 20s. So, and then I started to get into Bowie, and then I went pretty deep into Bowie and just really enjoyed what he's doing. And like I said, like, the reinventing yourself... Just you can do it. Constantly. It's cool, and and like I wish I had been more aware because I mean I was a small child when he was, and I wasn't right. even born when he was starting. But like to to see that happen in real time must have been amazing, and that excitement to yeah, you know I, like each like once you catch on to what he's doing, and you go from album to album, and you go okay, what's he what's he gonna give us this time? Yeah, and then you're and, it's, and, and it wasn't just the look; it mm-hmm. was Sonic too. Mm-hmm. It was it, it was the music. It was everything about him just was constant and i try to do that with what i do as well like yeah i try to apply i feel like you're really one note oh yeah (laughs) a little bit i I, I feel like yeah you're good at one thing and it's shock humor and that's all you can (laughs) well you just wait till you hear the song i play oh perfect perfect Um, I like that you got it written out and you got the notes and everything. Yeah, that's yeah. Cool. That's, that's, yeah the, I mean, what, when did you pick up a guitar for the first time? Uh, I was 13. Yeah? Yeah, I was 13. Did you naturally, like, did it come pretty naturally? Do you have, like, a natural ability when it comes to music? Because I was in a band for a little bit, and I faked my way through a lot of things. I really don't understand music whatsoever. I, um, it's, I, I noticed when I'm, when I'm, with musicians or whatever like everybody applies it and learns it in a different way Mm -hmm. like um i think that's what makes it so it is amazing and and also so difficult yeah for sure um well with me i came from a family of musicians like everybody in my family is like a really talented musician and um do you just play the guitar or do you play i play the saxophone oh nice i I played in a band as a sax player Um, was it a ska band or just like a regular no it was just like a rock and roll band that's cool yeah i played the saxophone you don't you don't have a lot of rock bands that have the sax player anymore and especially with at at your age i imagine you guys probably stood out as having a you know a saxophone player yeah i'm not i'm i'm a i don't really have the chops Mm -hmm. i'm an okay enough sax player yeah um I'm i'm a much better guitar player yeah yeah. So um, so you pick up the guitar at thirteen, and 13. then do you start writing music pretty, pretty much right away, or writing songs? Um. Yeah. I would. I would say I started by learning songs first. Yeah. Yeah. What's well, the first song that you can remember playing on the guitar? Under Sandman. And it's Sandman. Yeah, because yeah. that was just. Dum, 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 dum. That's like the first song that I thought I wrote something that. Uh, I was in the car and it came on. And I was like, God damn it! Because <laughs> it's yeah. such a simple riff, and, I, it, and like when you're like noodling around and stuff, you're like. I think I got something here, and then I'm like, wait a second, that's incredibly familiar. Because I wasn't super into Metallica, so right. like, it was rattling around in there, and then when I heard it on the radio, I was like, oh, fuck. I actually wrote all of um, the album of Bridge Over Trouble Born <laughs> by mistake, by Simon Garfunkel. Just by mistake, and then... Just by mistake, the entire album, yeah. front to back, I They're wrote. Like, Motherfucker. <laughs> even the lyrics. <laughs> yeah, even yeah. the lyrics. Yeah. Except tough. the sound of silence. It, uh, my version was the sound of sound. The sound of sound? The sound of sound. It was, what does sound sound like? Oh, I, my, tried to... I wrote uh, The Mound of Violence. The Mound of Violence. <laughs> it really fit with the music that was going with it, but yeah. it was, you know, the juxtaposition was kind of nice, actually. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So the, uh, then you get into writing comedy. You worked yeah. at WTAM for a little while. As no, WKNR. Oh, WKNR. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, you know, ESPN okay. 850. Okay. Yeah, what was, was fun. you were, you were, Trying to get into the radio gig yeah. and uh, 
And people always ask me advice. They're like, "What did? I, how do I get into radio?" I'm like, "It doesn't exist. Like, yeah, <laughs> like I mean, become, just kind nobody of... gets into radio anymore. Like, there's a few spots. You, if you want to grind at it, then grind at it. But uh, if you like, start a podcast. Right. Like, I mean, if you want to talk, start a podcast. Yeah. The, the, all the equipment that would have been twenty thousand like, dollars. Yeah. Twenty five years ago, you yeah. get for forty five hundred. Right. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I built a Less television that. studio in my spare bedroom. I know. Like it, and it, you know, it's not the best, but it's decent. It, it's coming along. Look You're at, watching look it. Look at these lights. Yeah, you are watching. You're it. watching Thank it. You. And subscribe. There's... Subscribe. Listen to the man. And, and if you're on iTunes, listening to this, give it a five star rating. Then, uh, if you're on uh, iHeartRadio, listening to this, I'm sorry, it keeps starting over. And later on tonight, if I'm your DoorDasher, give me a five star rating as well. Just always give a five star rating. You should. You should always yeah. do. Uh, unless there's an absolute travesty that happened, five star ratings. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not. Uh, people are stingy with them. Yeah. I don't get that. Like they like to feel like they wield power over someone. Yeah. And so they'll just go about that and be like, mm, I don't know. They had to ring the doorbell twice. They weren't wearing Three a stars. mask. Yeah, they weren't wearing a mask. I don't know. Shouldn't even see them to see if they're wearing a mask. Sorry. This is still something I'm figuring out with the TV because like it just goes off every few minutes it's playing a video right now but it will stop playing the video and oh. just go to sleep so i don't know what that's about Maybe. i'm enamored by this yeah the screen it's, yeah the screen every well, time like is it just eventually like, i'm going to have uh more cameras monitors. here well I'm, I'm gonna have more cameras here so that we'll do like a t like a two shot and then i think you should put a camera right there right there right there well, right there and then one right over no, here right there yeah and then you have like and the one that's around me yep and that's uh cool. i'll do that eventually but right now i'm just trying to get used to it just get it going just get it going and build it up yeah man but alright so AJ you wrote a song for us I did. Uh, well let's actually I don't want to get into that yet tell oh, us what it's about let's tease it a little bit well um I, I messaged you the other day and I was like could you write a song about something and I give you kind of a topic did you go in that direction I didn't okay that's fine I'm sorry I, it's fine because it's already out of the news cycle so it's not yeah. that big of a deal but uh whatever you did write a song about what what song? Uh, what is it about? It's about kindness and friendship. Kindness and friendship. I wrote. Ooh. I wrote this. Everybody needs that right now. I think so. And, uh, you know, it's about. I wrote it in the sixties. Um, <laughs> I, I, um, I was backpacking across New England, uh -huh. and like every young man, uh, you meet a sweet old man mm -hmm. who helps you navigate your bisexuality. Yeah. In Nantucket in the winter. And that's so you were hiking through the yeah the winter? oh wow. through the winter yeah, yeah. well you're I looking for anything Greenwich. warm at that point so I went, like, yeah I'll I went from from Greenwich Village in New York uh -huh. and through down to Boston and this was about through down to Boston you know Boston's up I went you took a winding route. I did I yeah. went I went you I, went down and then up you went down I do I have my own way of okay. navigating places yeah. and then when you really think about it like we. We could all be upside down right now. We don't know because right. of gravity. Because the way, you know, that's perspective, how, right? It's perspective. It's, it's like, and that's what the song's about. Okay, good. It's um, about finding your way. Do you think you're a good friend? I think I'm a I okay. Well. Here's, here's how I'm going to test your friendship. Okay. Uh, if you were Kurt Cobain's friend, would he be alive today? I don't think he would. I don't think he would. I, oh man, I don't know. Are you a good enough friend that you would have seen the warning signs and intervened and said, all right, 
hurt is on a downward spiral, and I gotta do what I gotta do to save my friend's life. I would have, if I had recognized what I was seeing, I think I would have tried. But I think by I'm the not time, asking if you could try. Everyone tried, right? I want to know if you think you could su- succeed. I maybe not. Know. Maybe Kurt Cobain's a little too tough. Yeah, that, he was that, twenty-seven. That's, little, that's right. Yeah. Chester Bennington. Could you have saved Chester Bennington? Ah, I, man, I I don't know because I think those. Do guys you think there's that, somebody that killed himself that you could have saved through your friendship? I don't think so. You don't think no, so? I don't think so. I don't know. I I don't think. I think it goes deeper than that. I don't think it's like anything I could have done. I think it's more about like, did they seek help too? Mm-hmm. You know, like I think that, I don't know. I don't think I could have saved Chester Bennington. You don't think you could have saved Chester? I don't Bennington? think I could have. Was that a suicide? I thought that was just an overdose. I think it was a suicide. Oh, okay. Yeah, overdose suicide. All right, Chris Cornell, whatever. Oh, okay. Uh, but with uh, Kurt Cobain, I think I could I could have saved him. You think you could have saved Kurt? Yeah, I would just wash his sweater. You think you could? Have- <laughs> <laughs> and then put on like, and then he puts on a clean sweater. He's like, you know what? I feel so much better. <laughs> I would have helped him with his hygiene. I feel like I feel like that the, the, the depression that like when that seeps in, uh, I feel like I would have taken him out to ice cream. I feel like he was very malnourished. Yeah, he didn't look very healthy. Yeah, no, and he's Not you know whatsoever. he's doing heroin and stuff like this, and it's like. Hey, there's other ways to indulge, Kurt. Yeah, there's other things you can do. Go to the, go out a merry-go-round. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah like, You're Kurt Cobain. They'll let you skip the line if you right. want. Right. It's just or, like, oh my God. Or, you know what, Kurt? Waiting in line's not that bad. It's not. Let's wait in line. We're all waiting in line. Yeah, what are we doing? We're waiting, waiting in line. We're waiting in line, Kurt. We're going to have a little heart-to-heart. Then you can, uh, hopefully, the best case scenario is when you get to the front of the line and then they cut you off. Right. So then you get the first pick. Of the horse that you want to go and on, and then take that gun and turn it on someone else. No, 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 no. No? Trying to, no, we're not trying to replace his suicide with a homicide. Oh, we're just trying to make him feel a little bit. And better. that's what this song is about. Okay, <laughs> there you go. Bring it all back together. That's right. It's just, it's about. Um, there's a lot going. There's 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 meeting someone. And loving someone, mm-hmm. and then losing someone, okay. all rolled into this song. And I, I feel like this question that I had prepared is pretty solid. Then, yeah, that was a good. Yeah, that was. I was just thing. thinking about that earlier. I'm like, I'm do real- I think I could ever save somebody from committing suicide? I don't think I not could. say not just anybody, but a celebrity, right. someone that's more important. My mother attempted. Your mom attempted suicide. Yeah, she attempted suicide. Yeah, but she didn't succeed. She didn't succeed. That's good. So I yeah. think you need to give yourself more I credit. Think, I think I should. Yeah. 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 Do you, <laughs> you want to get into that? I don't. <laughs> no. Um, okay. We don't have no, to. No, no, it's we're, very we're, painful. We're being very silly. Yeah. I, yeah. We can talk about painful things. Yeah. I I I was at a point in my life where I was very close to like I was sitting on a ledge thinking about jumping. Oh, I I've been there several times. Yeah, I was this past summer. I almost I almost checked myself in the hospital. Oh really? Yeah, but I mean, by the time I got there, I was just like, I don't really want to go to the hospital. Yeah. For this, yeah, I get, I get. Like when the hospital is like, ugh, having to yeah. go through all that, you're like, all right, I'm just, I'm just having a bad day. Yeah, and that that's what it was. I had like a series of bad days. Yeah. Like really bad days. Um, when I was in the Philippines as a Mormon missionary, before I became like a very disobedient missionary, which eventually I'm going to get into all that stuff on here and like really tell like my story like in depth like I know people have heard like stand up and maybe some other podcasts but this one's going to be like like a four-part series where I go through all the different uh, stages of my 
career or my, my time as a Mormon missionary. Okay. So I'm going to do that eventually. But like at one point I was very, very low and I was, uh, we had an apartment where we could like go out on the roof. We weren't supposed to go out on the roof, but we were supposed to, we, we could go out on the roof and I was sitting, uh, on the roof and just started like inching closer and like hanging my feet over the side mm-hmm. and just kind of like had that thing where like, oh, it'd be such a relief like that's what I it wasn't even like I wanted to die or anything but I, I was just so full of like turmoil that it's like this would be such a relief if I just did it but then you realize and like I did I realized it's like I don't want to be dead I just don't want to be alive and those are two different things. right right yeah yeah and, I, and what it really comes down to is I don't want to be in this moment right because I'm facing things that are difficult to deal with that's right and it feels insurmountable and I don't know how to pull myself out of this spiral that I'm in, and then you, you, you. Luckily, I got out of it. Yeah. yeah. My dad actually gave me some really funny advice about right. it. He was just like, "Dude, just wait it out. Yeah, you're gonna be dead. Yeah. Like, you don't, like, yeah. Why, why speed it up? Hey, it's just like it's gonna happen. I do like, think about the the not existing thing, almost like the, uh, it's a wonderful life situation yeah. where you just never existed. And you like that also feels like a relief. Like, oh my god, that'd be great. Yeah. Now, uh, the one thing that bumps me out is I'm a, a person that believes that after you die, nothing happens. I'm the same way. So uh, it's one of those things where it's like, all if I'm right, that's great, but I can't even brag to my parents about it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I can't be like, ah, I told you guys. Yeah, that's yeah, right. You know, yeah. Well, your Mormonism was just a waste of time and money. You know, and I think about that sometimes, too. It's just, like, the people who do believe in life after death are, like... It's like, they're winning. Mm-hmm. Because it's just, like, if, if nothing happens, they don't know. Yeah. So they go through the rest of your life, throughout their entire lives. But then, they, do they deprive themselves of certain joy, and then they also buy into a lot of things uh, ideologically? Nonsense, that, yeah. Well, not, but... but that also puts up prejudices in their lives and keeps That's them true. from living like a happy life. I feel like they, those people, they they need God because they need something to turn to and like vent to. Yeah. Because they they're like, why is this so hard? Why is this so aggravating? I need and they can this, just this idea face reality. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's that's kind of what I was going through when I was on the edge. I was. Like facing reality, and I was like, okay, I'm coming to terms with the fact that I don't buy into this shit. Right. And it, is that how old you were when you realized like this was kind of? Well, I mean, I had like of... ups and downs, but then like this was like the penultimate moment where oh, I was okay. just like, penultimate? No, that's not right. This was the pinnacle. Yeah. Okay. The pinnacle of it, where I was just like, you know what? I'm done. Yeah. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm just gonna do what I want. Yeah. And uh, deal with the consequences, and then I did. And it, uh, it was tough for a while, but you know, overall, it was pretty good. All right, you want to sing a song? Uh, sure, yeah, we can do that. Let's sing a song. Hopefully, uh, it sounds okay. And yeah, we'll try. You don't need to have the headphones on if you don't. Oh, if they're in the way. Um, it might actually help me. Okay. Like, try to. Hold on, let me get my TV playing again. Um, once again, this this song's called "A Nantucket Winter." A Nantucket Winter. Yeah. Oops. I got this table for free because oh, Amazon thought they lost it and then it did end up getting delivered. Oh. So I got that. I spent me. a lot of money on this guitar. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. 
Is it Gibson? Is it Gibson? Gibson. Yeah, nineteen forty-eight. Yeah. Okay. So this yeah. is a fucking this legit is a, guitar. This is a vintage. Yeah. yeah, that's fucking great. Stop banging into my shitty table. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> What's gonna win? <laughs> the metal, probably. <laughs> All right, an Nantucket winner. Comfort me. Let's get to the chord. Right. Yeah, I'm not even gonna edit this. You were Don't doing it. This week that you, I put you totally on the spot to do. Yeah. Uh, fantastic. I Thank you. I Thank fucking you. loved it. That Thank, Thank you that so was, much. Yeah. Was, uh, well, I, wild ride. Yeah, that was. <laughs> that was. You telling me you should live through the winter? <laughs> okay. What? 
What made you write this song for real? Like, what made me write that song for real? You were talking, we've been talking about you writing a comedy... Uh, uh, a folk album, folk yeah. Album. Well, I'm actually going to form a trio. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna, we have a couple songs. I have one called Making Mayonnaise. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's about um, the mayonnaise mines in Hellman's, Indiana. <laughs> okay. Yeah, where mayonnaise comes from. <clears throat> Yeah. Well, I'm excited when uh, when you have that ironed out. Let's uh, yeah, yeah. We'll, we, we can come to a, like a, a spot where everybody will fit, and uh, we'll do like the tiny desk concert kind. Yeah, of Yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be that'd be a huge a huge uh, blast. What, but what made me write that song? Um, well, I really I always love I love folk music. Mm-hmm. Like I love folk music. Like I love Simon and Garfunkel. I right. love um, Joni Mitchell, and. But the thing I notice about folk music is how, like, not obviously unreal all of these situations are. Right. Like, for a genre of music that tells the story of America, it's like none of that shit. You know, really yeah, yeah. It's a- You're just making up things that sound American. Mm-hmm. And I just made something up that kind of sounded American. Kind of sounded American, but also something that America would absolutely reject. Right, absolutely. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, it's me, you know, like I when I write something, like when I write a piece or something, I kind of always think that way. I'm just like, what is something everyone already does? But that's already absurd. I have an idea for you to do a folk song. Oh, yeah, let's hear it. Uh, could you do a folk song that is all about being American, but also kind of highlights the virtues of communism? Oh, yeah. Okay. Something like that. Okay. Something that's very anti-American, but then but make it, turn it into like really American. American. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll give that yeah. a go. Like, I'll give that a go. Yeah. Well, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm always looking. I just started writing songs again. Yeah. So well, I appreciate it, man. That's yeah, no problem. That's fucking hilarious. So. No problem. Yeah. All right. So. All right. Well, that's it. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, all that's right. yeah, that's all I do. <laughs> and that's it. That's this week's episode of The Bill Squire Show. Thank you, guys. Make sure you like, subscribe, share. Tell some friends about this. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like. And uh, we'll keep moving forward because things are moving along pretty nicely. I like the way it's building. So thank you for listening and or watching yeah very professional mobile phone companies say they offer home internet but if their internet comes from a cell phone network you should know it's just phone internet not home internet keep your home up to speed with cox cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5g home internet cox is the real home internet you're looking for Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details.